here. All right, three, two, one. Well, Johnny, it's so good to have you on this episode today. I appreciate you making the time early in this morning. Tell me who you are, where you're from, what are you doing here, what's going on? Uh, I'm Johnny Onescu. I'm from Gresham, Oregon. I'm 20, and I'm a nursing student from Linfield College. And Ricky asked me to be on the podcast, and I was like, I have nothing better to do, so I'll come out. <laughs> Dang, okay, that was a really fast introduction. Um, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you in, because I feel like when you and I have conversations or just this little check-ins, we go off on sports. And we go off, and we, I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never timed these, our conversations, but I feel like we're there for a while. Sometimes we're not, but we get straight to the point on what's going on with sports. And I just thought, you know what, why not bring Johnny and let's discuss what's going on with, like, sports in Oregon. And we can discuss other stuff as well, but trying to figure out, like, I think the big topic that I think a lot of people who are diehard sports fans here in Oregon is the, the Portland Trailblazer situation. And I'm a Trailblazer fan. I've been a Trailblazer fan since like the Damian Stoudemire days. Was it? Is it? Is it Stoudemire? Yeah, Damian's yeah. from Jailblazers. Yeah, Jail- <laughs> yeah, that's them. what they were. Jailblazers. Rasheed Wallace. Uh, I think I remember uh, seeing Scottie Pippen play in the Blazers. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, it was like Brandon Roy was the big thing. Yeah, until he got injured. Until he got injured. Lamarcus Aldridge Togi betrayed us. Uh, and Greg Oden's five games that he played for us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what do you think, man? Like, what do we have hope for the Blazers? What do you think? I mean, right now, I don't, I don't really see any hope because Dame's probably out. We didn't make any moves that make him want to stay. I mean, Cody Zeller, Ben McLemore, I think Tony Snell, and he said this <laughs> hey, is not a blockbuster yeah. deals, man. I'm talking about. He was like, this is not a championship contending roster. And Neil O'Shea was like, I'll go get these dudes that don't move the needle for us at all. <laughs> So, so I think we can agree, fired Neil Shea. Yeah, I would have fired him years ago. He hasn't done anything that makes us better. Every single year, we're just in that middle of the pack, or we're barely making the playoffs, mm-hmm. and it's nothing that helps Dame out. I mean, he's 30. He's got maybe four years of prime left. Maybe. maybe. That's if, like, no injuries happen, and point guards slow down pretty quick when you're a high-scoring guard. So we need to do something that helps him stay but right. having Neil O'Shea there it doesn't do anything because he sees the roster as championship contending right now right there's no way we're contending with the Lakers right now no no I mean the Lakers is uh what well, they got Melo Carmelo Anthony they got Russell Westbrook which I did see a very uh, interesting article around like the dynamic of Rus- Russell Westbrook working with LeBron James how they're both like I guess you can say leaders of teams right that yeah they're the alphas and how how's that going to play out uh, for LeBron and, and Russell Westbrook? But aside from that, they got back to White Howard. Um, who else do we have? They got Malik Monk, um, the point guard Kendrick Nunn yep. from the Miami, yeah, Miami Heat. Heat. Yep. So they're pretty stacked on their bench now, and their starters have gone better. Jeez. Yeah, we're we're probably going to be an eight C team. Eight. Probably, because every other team has improved significantly because all of them are younger than us. Right. So the younger players are improving every single offseason. And we're kind of a team that's the same every single year. Like, mm-hmm. it's always been Dame, CJ, Nurkic right. for, like, the past three years. And we haven't got anyone new that has moved the needle. And all of the young players that we have drafted haven't really panned out, except for maybe Simons. Mm. Yeah. 
Or what about Nasir Little? I mean, I like Nasir Little, but uh, Terry Scott didn't play him. Mm. He was a really good rebounding forward for his size, and his defense was really good, but he never got time to improve. Mm. So what do you think would have been like the, if you were the GM for Blazers and you had the situation with Damian Lillard saying, you know what, like, we need to make a change, How would what would you have done to have kept Damian Lillard happy? And maybe the rest of the fans happy knowing that we were championship contenders. I'm trying to think because the problem is Portland isn't a team that can really attract players. Mm. We're a small market team, and when we say we're going to trade for someone, bigger teams like L.A., Brooklyn, New York want to trade for them, and they're never going to want to come to our team unless we give them like five first-round picks, Mm. which for a small market team isn't possible because – when you're rebuilding, you're going to lose all your ticket sales most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like you saw what happened with like Minnesota when they were in their down years. Mm-hmm. No one was going there to games mm-hmm. and no one wanted to go to free agency because it's Minnesota. That's mm-hmm. kind of like how Portland is. Like Portland may seem big to us because we're in Oregon. Right. But compared to all the other cities, Portland is really small. Mm. But let's say we weren't small. If we weren't small, I. Uh, if it were me, I would have tried for someone like Paul George mm. that gives us defense and can give us offense, and then maybe see what you can get for CJ. Because I love CJ, but that backcourt against the bigger teams doesn't do anything. Mm. We can't have Dame, who's maybe 6'2", mm-hmm. and then CJ, 6'3 and a half. Yeah. That backcourt can't do anything against teams like the Clippers where you have Paul George playing shooting guards sometimes. Right. So... Yeah, I wish we would have gotten bigger. I know. Um, yeah, we're fairly a very small team. We have Norman Powell, who resigned, who's also like a very small. Uh, He's small a forward. S- small forward, but his true position probably is shooting guard. Right, right. So I feel like I would, I, I, if I were the GM, much, much, as much as I love CJ McCollum, I think I would try to pull something with CJ and maybe even Nurkic. Um, and try to guess Nurkic is not injury prone, um, and oh, he's injury prone. And he, I feel like I would, I would, I would do everything I could to get those players out, give them another team maybe where they can be more successful, and get some bigger players that are, that are that are that are good for the players. So one of the players that I love, and I feel like there's, and it's impossible to, to kind of get him out of out of where he is right now is uh, Chris Middleton. Um, <clears throat> just seeing him play in the playoffs, man, that guy was unreal. And he'd, he'd play like MJ sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, that's a that's a player that I feel like would really elevate um, the Blazer franchise and would definitely support Damian Norman Powell. And I mean, I can't really, I can't really wrap my my head around like a good center, right? Like that yeah. would come over here right I mean, now. I don't know who you get. The one person I wanted to get was Jared Allen. Oh, when they Jared were Allen, floating yeah. him around, yep. that would have been nice because he's definitely a defensive center. And right. Blazers were, I think, 28th in defense uh-huh. or something of that sort. So Jared Allen would have definitely helped. And Nurkic, I love Nurkic, but he's never healthy. And this season, he did not look like in shape. Hmm. He definitely looked like he was still recovering from that leg injury. Mm-hmm. So, I would love a better center. Also, I would love a power forward. We don't have a consistent oh, right. power forward. 
Who's our power forward right now? Was it Rocco? Rocco, which (laughs) I'm still mad about the Rocco thing. Two first-round picks for a guy that doesn't score 10 points and defensively isn't on the all-defensive teams doesn't make sense. So power forward. And then I don't think we need a better center, but we need a center that's actually available and healthy. Mm -hmm. Because Nurkic, when he's healthy and in shape, he's really good. Right. But the problem is most of the time he isn't. I think the past two three seasons he hasn't played in over half the season Mm -hmm. so what do you like looking at the at the nba right now where where it's at what do you think has a higher chance of winning the nba championship this next season this next season the lakers are probably going to be favorites from the outset um i think the person the people the team that's going to win i think is the nets if they're healthy the Mm -hmm. problem is that's a big if and then you have the Kyrie Irving situation, and he's he's kind of a diva for them. Like, <laughs> KD is too, but the man shows up and plays. Right. Kyrie has day, days, weeks where he's like, basketball, eh, I don't want to play that anymore. I don't care that I'm making millions. I'm not showing up. Jeez. Um, well, who else is in that team? That's- Harden. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it, what's his name? Uh, he was in the LA Clippers, Detroit, Michigan. Uh... What is his name? Uh, Blake? DeAndre uh, Jordan? No, the other guy. Oh, Blake, Blake Griffin. Blake yeah. Griffin. Right, right, right. Dang. They, they, they have a squad, too. Their team's stacked. I mean, their starting lineup probably could be Kyrie Irving, um, KD, James Harden, Blake Griffin, and then DeAndre Jordan, I guess? Because they don't have Allen anymore. Dang. So that's a stacked lineup, and it's kind of like you face – their stacked lineup, and then their bench is pretty decent too. Mm. Um, you have the Lakers and the Nets in the final. That'd be fun. I, that's if everyone's if, healthy. Yeah. If they're not, I think Bucks go again. Oh yeah, they're a younger team. Yeah, the younger team, and is, then are they have, still playing eighty-two game seasons? Um, I believe so, unless they throw in the play-in games, which I hate. You didn't like? I I like the play-in games. But you didn't like them. I don't like the idea of having a team that can be a 10th seed make the playoffs. Because <laughs> then, like, you have the Warriors who are trying all out to make the playoffs, and they get bounced by the Grizz. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me to have one through eight seeding that we're always making the playoffs, and then you throw in the 10th seed, and you're like, hey, there's a chance you can make it. Like, you don't have to play to your best for the final games. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. No? So, I just don't think Good it's point. fair to the eighth seed to have a 10th seed beat you and make it when their body, your body of work the whole season has been better than them, but these two games that they beat you in matter more than those. Okay, I, I guess I switched my, I changed my mind. The way you explained it makes sense. Okay. The way I thought it was like, I'm an optimistic person, so like, oh, you're giving opportunities, but you're right, though. I, I think if think you didn't put the work throughout the whole season and it just comes down to two games, it kind of something. Yeah. I mean, the reason they have it is money. Yeah. The playing games make bank because people watch them because they're like playoff games. The intensity is like playoff games. Right. So people watch them and the, I mean, the CEO of the NBA knows that. Right. He wants it to be permanent, but there's definitely players and teams that don't want that because then all of your work, eh, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was, I caught myself watching playing games. Yeah. I thought it was playoffs. Yeah, it's pretty much playoff basketball, but as a play-in game. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm. One of the things I'm 
I'm gonna try and watch a Blazer game live this next season just because I have a feeling that Damien is gonna leave after the season. Um, but if I were Damien Lillard, I think you look at it from different. I was having I was having a conversation with one of my friends, and I think you 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 kind of touched on it a little bit. Was that we Oregonians think Portland is a big franchise, right? Like we think they're the big team, obviously because they're a hometown team. But when you compare them with the Nets, the Knicks, the Lakers, the Clippers, there's obviously a level, right? And I think with Damian Lillard, I think he's a superstar here. Yeah, he's right? a superstar here. He's for a, sure. He is the superstar here, but if he goes to another team. Mm, maybe not maybe so. Maybe not so, right? Like, <clears throat> if he goes to the Lakers, right? And it's just say LeBron's still there and Melo somehow keeps stays and Russell Westbrook somehow stays, like where were Damian lay, right? Like, yeah. would he be, like, the third superstar? I mean, like, there's no such thing as having three superstars. I think that, I think we had a conversation about this, how, like, LaMarcus Aldridge and Damian Lillard. Like, we had two um, NBA All-Stars in a team. I think L.A. found the kind of figure, right? Like, I'm at the start there. I got to go somewhere else, which was the San Antonio Spurs, yeah. where uh, Tom, uh, Duncan and Parker and Ginova Lee were on their way out or they're already out so he thought let me go to san antonio spurs my hometown of texas and be the superstar there which it failed in my opinion yeah but with damian lillard i feel like unless he i'm sure i'm sure he wants to go to like a championship contender team if he doesn't care about the superstar superstar status then he would probably get a ring somewhere else with the knicks maybe with the nets any other team that is championship contender that gets Damian Lillard, it's gonna they, they have, have a, a good chance. chance, yeah, right. But then they, he won't be a superstar there, right? So like, I feel like if I were Damian Lillard, if I care a lot about that superstar material, like I would do everything I can to stay in Portland, selfishly speaking, but also do everything I can to fire the freaking GM. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I would do. Like after Dick's next season, like you need to make big moves. I wouldn't even do it next season. If it were me, fire him this offseason, that would have been the thing to do. I would have fired him right before the draft. Because mm. usually around draft time, you can make trades. Right. Because people are more willing to trade around that time because you're right before free agency mm-hmm. and you have more money to move around. Mm-hmm. So that's the trade I would have done. Also, I still think Dame would be a superstar anywhere else he goes. It just may not be... He won't the, be the man. The whole city loves yeah. you, but you're still going to be a superstar anywhere you go. You can't not be a superstar when you're 28, 30 points per game type of score. Right. You're always going to be a superstar at that level. It just how much of a superstar are you? Are you LeBron or are you like Russell Westbrook? Right. Because like there is a big difference between Russell Westbrook and LeBron. Mm-hmm. They're both superstars, but one's on top Obviously. the king of the NBA right now, and one of them's maybe lower level superstar one is in space jam and the other isn't yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we'll see how that unfolds i just feel like we've had i think and i think we talked about this before as well right i feel like this has been the time where the blazers has gotten one of their best players ever and Damian Lillard. yeah right like like i there's no question in my head that he's been the best point guard we've ever had Oh, 100%. Right? There's no like, one even close. No. I think I think before Damien, obviously, it was I feel like my opinion was Brandon Roy. Um, I, I saw him play live a couple of times, and it was just unreal how... I was in that game. I don't know. You're probably a little, you're probably a little baby. 
but the unfamous game where the Blazers were down by, I don't know, like 20 points against Dallas Mavericks. I've seen it. I've seen clips of it. Yeah, I was at that game. He had like a shoulder sleeve from the injury. He was not 100%. He came in like fourth quarter or something. And just turned it around. Yeah. Yo, man, I've 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 never heard a, a, like an arena erupt. Yells, and I mean there was party afterwards. Like people were like uh, just freaking having a riot, like a a, a, a nice you know yeah not, not like but then, riot riot. Right, 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 but they were like they were celebrating because we were down by like I don't know it was like nineteen or something twenty something points. Brendan Roy comes in the fourth quarter and just tears it apart, man. And I I. I I, am, I have never forgotten that game, and I thought to myself, man, Brandon Roy is the best thing that happened to the Blazers at that time. And now we fast forward a couple of years, and you're like, you know, I th- there's no question about um, Damian Lillard, Lillard has surpassed that and has been the best point guard. And my, also, I will, I will even go further and say the best Blazer we've ever had. What, are you going to say Clyde Drexler was better? I mean... Scotty Pippen? Mm, no, Dame's probably prob- best player. I don't know if best legacy. Oh, I don't know about that yet. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. I think if he brought a chip, there would be no question about it. Maybe some of the old heads will say Bill Walton. Oh yeah, best Bill players because yeah. championship brought it first one ever for the Blazers. I say best player for sure. Best legacy if he gets a chip. Because there will still always be some debate about the older Blazer, Clyde, Bill Wallen. Those guys will always be debated. Right. Because. But I feel like that was a different time. Of, that was a different NBA, though, right? Di- like Different NBA, but I think some people will still argue it. The people that grew up with that will still argue that. Yeah. I'm just I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to be like, I, I feel like Tim Miller has been the best trailblazer ever. Yeah. My- Legacy-wise, you're right. I think you're right. They're still. I feel like if he sticks it through, if he stays with the Blazers. And somehow, some way, we managed to freaking pull an NBA championship in the next four years. You know, just injure I, the rest of the stars. You know, I'll, we'll build a statue of the yeah. Lord somewhere. Oh, there's going to be a statue no matter what of Dame, I think. <laughs> there should be. <laughs> Damn, that guy has given his heart to to, to, to Oregon, and I feel like the, the, the organization has treated him like shit. So. This, this last play is, was so sad seeing him score. What was it, 60, not 60, 58 or something? Something crazy this last playoffs against the Nuggets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had no help. I nope. think the whole team, other than him, went, I don't know, 2 for 18 or something yep. like that yep. crazy. Yep. So zero help. He even had Austin Rivers praying to God for him to miss. <laughs> Austin Rivers went, thank you, God, after he missed one. He finally missed. It was the last shot, right? I yeah, think, uh, I think yeah. it was one of the last ones. <laughs> Austin Rivers just looks up and puts his hands up. He's like, thank you. He finally missed one. Because <laughs> yeah, he made everything. I was watching that game live. I was like, what is he going to miss one? I think I was watching that game too. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's I don't know. The Blazers just stress me out right now. And um, I just don't want to miss out on this opportunity that I feel like we're – so not so close, but we have a chance of having an NBA championship material team that can contend or get, as, aspire to get that. Right? Yeah. I feel like we have at least one player. We that have can one help piece us. for sure. Yeah, we just need a couple more pieces. I think if we were, if Dame was in New York, I think we could attract those pieces. I think we could get free agents that would want to come play with Dame and New York, but Portland. 
eh, not so much. You see, like Miami. Miami attracted Jimmy Butler when they had a team that was not even a playoff team. Oh, that's right. They were almost playoffs. It was that one crazy run where they won like 18 games straight Mm -hmm. and missed the playoffs by like one game. And that next year, Jimmy was on the Sixers with two stars. I would say Mm -hmm. Joel Embiid was star and Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons was sort of considered. A rising star, yeah. Yeah. And then Jimmy just leaves that team, a team that was one game away from... I think the finals. Yep. Because that was when Kawhi hit the, the bouncing crazy, game winner. Yeah. yeah. What the, that's when he was in Toronto, right? Yeah. 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 So some teams definitely have those ability to attract free agents, even when they're not playoff teams. Mm. But we're not one of those teams. But like, I mean, yeah, we're a playoff team, but we still don't attract anyone. I mean, you're Miami or Portland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Florida, where you're taxed less? Miami's a really good nightlife city. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. do you want to go to Portland, which is, it's good for the Pacific Northwest. It's not good in the grand scheme of things. If you want to go to Portland, if you like hikes. Hikes, yeah. uh, some cool donuts. <laughs> some <laughs> coffee. Yeah. yeah. If you're really into, like, the fall, winter clothing yeah. lines, you would definitely wear a sweater here most of the times. Yeah. Except with this heat wave that happened. Um I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with the with the Blazers. I just I don't know. He, here's the worst thing, man. Like I'm gonna switch to soccer a little bit. I'm like I get stressed out, disappointed from all different angles. And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm a Blazer fan. Obviously, I'm disappointed with this off season, and I'm still disappointed where where we're going. I'm a Timbers fan, which we just got smacked by Seattle Sanders like six to one or six to two. <clears throat> I'm a, uh, in Mexico, Apollo soccer, so I, I, I'm a Chivas fan. And if you don't know, they're not good. It's like a Blazers. Like, they have the pieces. So good, but not championship. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They're just, I get disappointed. And I'm an Arsenal fan, which is, again, also the same situation. Poor management. They have good players, I would say. Um, was Arsenal the one with the Super League? Oh, there was. Oh, one, he, there they was were part of it. They there were, was yeah. one team that was ahead, and I forgot who oh, it was. That was uh, Real Madrid. There was one team that was owned by uh, U.S. people. Oh, that's Arsenal. Yeah, the Premier yeah, League. Yeah. Apparently, they were like one of the heads for the Premier League yeah. that was promoting the Super that League. Was bullshit, man. The Super League was, I, it was such a bad thing for, for like soccer fans as a whole to hear the Super League. It, it just almost destroyed soccer <laughs> it's like the nwo the new world order of soccer the yeah. illuminati of soccer yeah when i saw that i was like what the fuck is arsenal doing in there first of all they're gonna like, lose all their games but it's the money where it's at like i feel like they, i think they were guaranteed like two billion dollars yeah it was something huge because yeah. the investors were i think millionaires billionaires that had brought into this that's when it, that's what that, when we talk about like this when we're rich you know the 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 rich privilege of like they really did buy out those teams right and yeah. their own league because they wanted to see it but screw the the, the regular fans like us because it also destroys the leagues yeah. the leagues no longer have importance if you have real madrid and like man city man U playing all the time yeah who wants to see man U versus crystal palace when you can see man U versus real madrid on a weekly basis yeah. i mean you put i mean like I, I, I will, I'm guilty of this because I was a little excited when I saw that, right? I was like, 
I play FIFA on the, on, on the PlayStation, and then like what I do is I do career mode, and then I switch teams. I'm that guy. Oh, okay. I, I switch teams, so I switch to Crystal Palaces, the Fulhams, the freaking. Uh, I make my own Super League. I've been doing this for the last like really? seven years, and I. And what, what? Why? Why did I do this? Because I. I feel like oh my gosh, I. I'm one week in my career mode. I'm playing Man United. The next week, I'm playing Juventus. The yeah, you're playing week, the big dogs. Being the big dogs. So I made my own Super League in career mode. So when I saw that in real life, I was like, yo. This is career mode in real person. But then I, I started digging deeper on like the kind of like the, the consequences of this and who was who was leading who it. Who was leading it and I, obviously I was super against it and but it did cross my mind. I was like but it would be nice seeing those games weekly basis. But who does it serve? It doesn't serve me. I, I think it serves me because I'm a fan and I'm watching these games. But it's really serving those rich folks because they're they're the ones who are making the money out of these deals. But I'm glad that fell through. I think, um, I don't know why Arsenal was, I mean, Arsenal was part of it because of the U.S. ownership, but they still suck. They would have lost every fucking game. I would have still been disappointed. In Super League, in the Barclays Premier League, no matter what league they go to, I would have still been disappointed. That's just my my sport relationship. I, I cheer for just poor all around, managed. yeah, not good teams. <laughs> all well, around, poor managed, horrible teams. Instead of Timbers, goodish teams, yeah, but not good enough. Yeah, I feel like the Timbers, they, I mean, they've they've given this championship. They've they've been to playoff two of them, two, right? I think it's one. They almost had another. They almost they were in the finals like three years ago. I guess Atlanta. I remember one of them. They barely made the playoffs, and then we won the championship. Yeah, yeah well, they did win, like, that COVID-19 tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. But That's the that one, one I was thinking yeah. of. But I, with the Timbers, like, the, I I personally think they have good management, but they're also they're a team that really takes care of their players, at least, like, the OGs. Uh, Valeri is on his way out. He's you know. Oh, he's on his way out. I think so. I mean, he's like what, thirty four, thirty five. I mean, for MLS, that's still pretty young. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, MLS competition is not to the league of like Premier League, La Liga, or any of those. Mm-hmm. You can play for a long time in MLS. I think Beckham was here too. It was like thirty eight. That's Beckham. Well. Beckham in his final years wasn't the guy anymore, but he was still kind of the guy. He was the guy in the MLS. Yeah, MLS, exactly. Yeah, you're the guy because that was when MLS was kind of early. Yeah, yeah. He was like the first big guy that the MLS yep. got. Yep. So for him, yeah, he's still the guy at like 38 because MLS is MLS. You don't have the top <laughs> level players, especially well, USA. Yeah, we don't. We have talent in the USA. I know right, we do. Right, yeah. Just no one can afford to play soccer here. That's the thing. Club teams, thousands of dollars to play. Yep. Like, well, you have high school talent. I've seen it. Yep. Like, Gresham High School, I've seen, like, college-level talent, D1 players. But the they never get there. Yep. No, I mean, you're right. You're right. And we can, we, can, we can talk about that as well. But I just feel like just going real quick back on the Timber situation, I think, yeah, I feel like they're taking care of their OGs. Like, they have Baleri, Chara... Um, a couple other OGs have been there for a while. And they have Char's brother for a little bit. They have we have him. Oh, yeah. Okay. We we just, him. He's a good player. He's a really good player. Uh, that was a really good, um, in my opinion, a really good um, transfer um, that they did. <clears throat> but um, you know, I saw one of the one of the posts. I kind of went a little viral on Facebook. It's like, why hasn't the Timbers gotten rid of Belletti yet? 
And in my opinion, I feel like that guy has given. He's like the Damian Lillard of soccer for us, for the Timbers. Yeah. For the Timbers, he's committed to the team, and I feel like the difference between that situation is that I feel like the Timbers has committed to Valetti as well, not with Blazers being committed to Lillard. Um, um, but I, you know, I feel like I, yeah, it hurts to see the Timbers right now. They're losing and barely making the games, but. I know they're gonna come around. They have good management, and I have hope. I feel like I will probably see a Timbers championship sooner than Arsenal or the Blazers or Chivas. Yeah, there's a bigger chance for the Timbers because we've been there. <laughs> yeah, we've and been there. It wasn't that far like back that we were there. Yeah, it's not like the Blazers were in 1976, <laughs> I think, something like that. Yeah, my parents were like 10 years old or something like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> There's definitely a better chance for the Timbers than any other sports team right. in Portland. <laughs> yeah. But you, you, you did bring up, you know, the affordability aspect. There's no question. There's amazing talent in, in, in the United States. And I feel like we're barely seeing kind of like the fruits and in, in the, the flourishing of, of USA soccer. And I feel you look at the USA national team. Um I think they're the the first team is the average age is like twenty five years. They were a really young team, and a lot of those players are coming from like small clubs. They get signed by their MLS team, and then that then they go to Europe, and then they stay in Europe, and then they are all stars, right? Like Pulisic, pull yeah, one example, right? And there's a lot of them. Gio Reyna, who's like eighteen years old and is playing in like I don't know, freaking Germany, I think. Bundesliga, Bundesliga, right? And um, you know, there's there's a lot of West Weston McKennies playing in Juventus in Italy. You got um, something Davis who's playing in like Netherlands. Uh, I mean, you got you have you have talent. You have talent, and a lot of those players came from most of. I mean, let's be real; those, most of those players had the money to be in club, and then uh, uh, and then uh, they were able to uh, uh, you know afford it to be there yeah. in, in the first place. And I think um, now you look at you look at what's going on with with USA Soccer and the youth players and. I feel like you're right. I feel like there's a lot of players here in Oregon, and there's a lot of players here in, in um, you know, all over the United States that you can say they can be USA. They can be, They can be to that level. It's right. just they never get there because they don't have opportunities to. No, and but I feel like it's gonna turn around. I, I feel like something's gonna. I I think I read about this or maybe I dreamt, but I feel like I think MLS is doing like an expansion league. They're bringing in like. The, like the the reserve teams for, sort of like a G League yeah yeah like a G League for MLS and it basically it expands like the uh, um, like the team capacities for oh, each okay. MLS franchise <clears throat> but I feel like also like people need to understand like in order to be a soccer player here in the United States you need to most likely have to go through a D1 college D1, or you'd go through the MLS Youth Academy. Right. Because the Timbers have a youth academy. Yeah. I think most of the teams do. So you either go Youth Academy or you go D1. Yeah. And most of the time to go through those, you had to have been playing club. Yeah. Which, again, the club costs money. It's bank. <laughs> like travel costs, I think, probably minimum like $3,000. Which Per season. Yeah, I think per club season. Yeah. It's which ridiculous. For... 
the like average person probably isn't affordable. No. If you're like higher mid level income, yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. If you're like low level income, no way. There's no way that's happening. No way. No way. And in in their scholarship, people say like, "Oh, we have scholarships." But you're, I mean, you're giving one two scholarships for a pool of like a hundred players. Yeah. And so yeah, I I yeah, the affordability aspect of it, I think, is a big problem here, and that's I feel like that's why MLS is where it's at. I feel like I, I do see MLS growing little by little. Um, I do see USA soccer being better than Mexico in the next couple of years. Yeah, I'm probably going to get shit for this, but I feel like USA has a better team than Mexico as we speak right now. They proved it. They won the Gold Cup. They won the, what was it, the other cup? What was it? Um, was it CONCACAF? Like a Nations Cup. Oh. Uh, or like the CONCACAF Nations Cup. I don't know what it was. Something like that. But they beat Mexico twice already. Um, Wasn't and, there a third time? There's about to be a third time, <laughs> sometime. I don't know, but uh, I think I think they have. I think USA Soccer is in this like this this uprise. They're in the uprise, and then Mexico's team's getting old. Yeah, like yeah. they had all these good players. You had Chicharito, you had the Dos Santos, you yeah. have Ochoa is going out. Ochoa is what thirty eight, I think. Yeah, but he might he's still, on his way he's out. Still on, yeah. So all the Mexico top level players, they're gone. Like right. all, so now. Mexico is having to rebuild through their youth, yep. and USA was already doing that. Yep. So now they're at the different levels. Your old team, and then you have new up and coming team that's beating them. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I can say I'm a USA fan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was I said cheer for Mexico, but I feel like when it comes to World Cup soccer, I cheer for for both of them, and I truly do believe USA is going to go a little further. But also, here's the thing with USA: they're a small team. If you look at their 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 like body build and who's playing for the first team, it's a bunch of little kids, with with the exception of like three big guys. But when they go and play against like a France, a Germany, and yeah. England, you don't have Altador anymore. You, you gotta that, get outsized. You don't, you don't have six two Altador in headers anymore. No big dude. No, but they they do have the speed. They do have. I'm seeing. I don't know who their coach is, but their coach is doing a good job. On like developing the players when they're in the USA team, and I, you know, I think there's hope. There's hope that they're gonna, they're gonna surpass Mexico. Um, I think they're ranked number ten right now, USA, in the world. Mexico's ranked nine, nine for some reason. So this is like the like for the first time ever. I think the first time in a long time, both Mexico and USA are in the top ten. Um, and all it takes is USA to just continue to win games and. I feel like they're kind of outperform Mexico in the next World Cup next year. Oh my gosh, Qatar. 2022, yeah. yeah. Qatar. They're gonna, they're gonna outperform them, and I can see USA making it to the quarterfinals. I don't think I see them that I see, far. I see them getting there. I don't know. I'm just very pessimistic when it comes to USA <laughs> soccer. Hey man, if USA basketball won gold in the in the in in the Olympics, and people were saying USA basketball is different though. <laughs> That's right. way different. <laughs> USA basketball has been killing it for like the last ten. Yeah, hey, but people were saying they were losing their exhibition games. People were saying they were not going to win. Well, they obviously won. They so <laughs> you're, you're saying USA can't. Uh, you're right though. It's different. That's it's different. different. Like it's if different. USA soccer had been like World Cup champions at least once in the past, like five World Cups. Okay, I'd give it to you. <laughs> but no, we haven't. We haven't even close. I don't even think the last World Cup we qualified. We did not. 
<laughs> so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's hey, no comparison to those two. Hey, I, 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 I was talking to one you know, of my friends about this the other day. Not this past World Cup, but I think, well, okay, so we had, it was Russia, right, the last time? Was yeah. It, and the yes. one before was, oh, jeez, was it? Brazil. Brazil. So in the Brazil World Cup qualifiers, um, Mexico was, like, losing the last game in the qualifiers. I mean, the only way they could qualify to the World Cup is when, if USA would have won their game. Because I think USA was playing someone else. Mexico was playing someone else, and they were playing at the same time. And basically the thing was, if Mexico lost the game, and then they, the only chances of them making it to the World Cup was if USA would have won the other game that they were playing at the same time. USA scored a last-minute goal and won that game, which allowed for Mexico to, to qualify, which allowed to Mexico to qualify. What is that noise? Oh, my goodness. Uh, which allowed Mexico to qualify to the, to the Brazil yeah. World Cup. Four years later, roles reverse. USA is losing their game. They need Mexico to win the other game. What did Mexico do? They won? They freaking tied it. Oh, they tied um, it. Per- they were not attacking. They were just like comfortable with the tie. <laughs> so they were like, ah, yeah. we, we don't want them to make it. Yeah. I was like, how shady is that, man? Like four years ago, you guys were praying to USA soccer players. And they did it for you. They did it for you. And you could have done it for them as well. But you don't want to do the but same. But you didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I was like, damn, that's some shade. Because they, they, I don't know who they were playing, but like um, the other team, I think, was just like parking the bus. They were defending at all times. But Mexico had easily scored. A lot of goals. And it just shows not to. And they just didn't want to. And I didn't think they even played with, like, their B team that day, that game. And um, so they showed you, like, they didn't play their all-star team, their all-star players. They played with the B team, and they were just freaking around. I mean, it didn't matter to them. But that was, I feel like, for me, it was like, if you say hook this up. You should do it the next yeah. time it happens, yeah. I mean, I can't say anything because my national team, Romania, hasn't been in the World Cup for <laughs> so long. We haven't there's been hope. good since there's the hope. 90s. <laughs> Damn, there's hope. You never know, man. I mean, there's hope, but there's, there's not much hope. <laughs> when your hope is the son of a former player, eh, there's not much hope. You're like, I need him to be, a, I need him to be like messy for Romania for us to be good. It could happen. It could happen, but I, no. <laughs> It's not going to. <laughs> oh man, no! I, I, you know, we covered soccer, we covered basketball. Um, man, what else is going on in the sports world that I haven't found sports out? Sports world. I mean, do you watch wrestling at all? Wrestling, like WWE or anything? Like that? Oh yeah, I do. You do? I saw man this weekend. Do you say AW? CM Punk. CM Punk is back. Oh, dang, which is crazy that he had been like teased for the longest time. Right. Yeah, there was like talks of AEW and CM Punk. It's gonna happen. It's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, Chicago United Center. Like, oh, who's gonna be here? Sold Who out. could it be? Yeah, CM Punk back. Okay, well, I did, so there was three big returns, or was it two? Or Brock Lesnar came three because you, you have Lynch. Brock Lesnar, you have Becky Lynch, and CM Punk. Which the WWE ones? I think that's because CM Punk came back. Right. Right. They, those two people don't return if CM Punk doesn't. Yeah. Because it's competition. Like, yeah. I know WWE and Vince McMahon are like, there's no competition. I don't care oh, about there them. is competition. There is competition. Yep. 
is, are they on the same level as like back in the day WCW and WWE? No, no, not the same. Right. But it's still competition, yep. and it still forces them to do things to get better. Yep. I personally think CM Punk's return was the return. It it was everything he could have wanted to be. Yeah. Hometown in the United Center where he had that crazy money in the bank yep. with WWE. Yep. Everything that went right went right. Yep. He didn't wrestle or anything, but he just stole the, the fact show. he's back. Yep. It like shocked the wrestling world. Yep. Like we knew he was coming back. Right. But we didn't actually like think he was. Yeah. Because it's so shocking to see him back after seven years when he on literally every single podcast he was like, I'm never coming back to wrestling. It's never gonna happen. But he did. He came back. And there was free popsicles for 14,000 people. CM Punk popsicles for everyone there. And then people were confused, just like, what is there free popsicles? Yeah. Well, you look at, at there's, it's on YouTube. Um, but maybe WWE took it down now. But there's a famous um, promo with CM Punk with Vince McMahon where he wanted Vince McMahon to apologize to CM Punk. I can't remember for what. And he was demanding, right? Like, I want my own private jet. And I want free popsicles or yeah. like my own popsicle. I brand. think it was ice cream bars. Oh, ice cream bars. Yeah, ice yeah. cream bars for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And now it's he gets to so AEW yeah. and he does it. Yeah, when he, we, when he said that, he's like, oh, and by the way, free and ice cream bars everyone, for everyone. When you go out, pick up an ice cream bar. I was like, on oh, me. Holy shit. I was like, dang. Yeah. That promo was from like eight years ago, nine years ago, full circle. Yeah, and then I watched, he had an in inter like huge interview after the mm -hmm. show with tony khan mm -hmm. and it was just interesting to see his like ideology of coming back he's mm -hmm. like i it wasn't that they had to like convince me to come back mm -hmm. it's just i had to know who the like ceo of the company was yeah and he was talking to tony khan and i was like this guy felt like the right person to work for and he was also mentioning stuff do you know who brody lee is yep brody lee, yeah, brody yeah, lee. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. they're mentioning when he was having his health issues that AEW didn't say anything about it. And he was like, that's important to me that like stuff stays within the company. Right. So like when you're at WWE, everything gets leaked. Yep. yep. But when you're in AEW, everyone's so tight knit and everyone knows, hey, if something happens, it stays here. Yeah. Like yeah. we're not going to talk about it. Right. Right. And I feel like that's what sealed the deal. Yeah. It's just the people you work for have to be people you trust. Right. You can't be working for some. Vince was good back in the day. Yeah. He's not good anymore. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't trust him anymore. That's why a guy like Bray Wyatt is gone. Yeah. Because they were button heads the whole time. Yep. But now yep. you go to the competitor, AEW, and this young 38-year-old guy, you trust him because he does right by his employees. Yep. Well, they got money, too. Well, you have... You have they his, own the Jaguars, right? Yeah, you have his dad's bank. <laughs> I think he owns the Jaguars. I think they own a hockey team. Yep. So you have the money for this to work. Yep. Unlike WCW back in the day. They didn't. Towards the end, there was no money. They kept right. giving random con million dollar contracts to guys that wouldn't even wrestle. There were guys on the payroll for a year who never appeared for yep. WCW. Well, WWE is kind of doing the same thing right now. Well, not anymore because they're starting to cut everyone. Because I think they were maybe bracing for a sale. Mm -hmm. So they started cutting huge talent. That's why you have guys like Brody Lee who went to... AEW. AEW. Mm -hmm. Now you had Malachi Black, Aleister Black, mm -hmm. AEW. Yep. They were starting to cut huge talents because a year or two ago when AEW was announced, WWE was just signing everyone. Yeah. Because they, they were like, oh, this new promotion's out. They're super hype. We need to get these guys locked up on their contracts. And now they're at the point they have so many contracts. 
What yep. do we do with them? Yep. We we can't put everyone on TV. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough shows for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Raw on Monday, and then you have SmackDown on Fridays. There's NXT. NXT, you could put them on NXT, but even NXT now is being rebranded. Yep. They're cutting all, apparently, there's talks. They're cutting everyone under 30. Uh, no, over 30, and they're cutting anyone that's small. Oh. So anyone that's like, I don't know, Bobby Fish? Well, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> anyone like Bobby yeah. Fish yeah. is going to leave. Yeah. They're going to make it probably like FCW used to be, where you had, because FCW was where Brock Lesnar and John Cena used to work. Yeah. So just big, young guys, which is Vince's, like, dream. Yep. Weird. Big hulking men <laughs> for wrestlers. Weird. I, I like NXT. I, I watched. I did. I was watching last night the NXT Takeover. Oh yeah. Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross. Samoa Joe is probably one of my favorite oh, wrestlers. What a great wrestler. Good the, psychology too. He can speak. His character. He can. He he is a master in the microphone and, and he's menacing. He is not your your regular. He's wrestling not a guy. regular wrestler. Like, he's this big Samoan dude. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I I like I, I man I I didn't know you watched the wrestling so that, that that makes it even better now. But I I've just been catching up because ever since AEW became a thing, I was a cop. I, I kind of um started watching in yeah reignited your passion. For <clears throat> yeah, wrestling. reignited for wrestling. I mean, I used to watch back then, you know, um, you know, obviously WWE with uh when. Young Brock Lesnar, Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Eddie Angle, Guerrero, Latino Heat, Latino Heat, man, Kurt Angle, all those, you know, Triple H. Triple H is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I don't like Triple H. You don't H. like Triple H? Uh, I can't do it. My favorites, probably from that era, probably Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero. I like Eddie Guerrero, too. Kurt Angle, fantastic in the ring. Oh, yeah. So is Eddie. Hmm? And then, oh, Rey Mysterio Rey back Mysterio. in the day. Rey Mysterio. He's still good now. It's just... A little bit more chubby. Yeah, yeah. He's got his son now. Who's yeah, Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio. My all-time favorite, though, is The Rock. The Rock? What about Stone Cold? I was The Rock. I'm more of The, the rock. rock. The Rock. And he, I mean, he's one of those WWE, he's still getting paid by WWE. Yeah, I he's think he's going to come back soon. Oh, I think. Well, I, here's my here's my prediction, right? I don't know, you saw SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah. Brock Lesnar came back. Obviously, sets up the match with Roman Reigns. Reigns. Roman Reigns is going to beat Brock Lesnar. I don't know about that. Because Brock and, is, like, protected. Well, listen, hear me out. Roman Reigns is going to beat Brock Lesnar. And in WrestleMania, it will be Roman Reigns versus The Rock. I can see it happening. I, for I the, think for the, the plan was always to be Reigns versus The Rock. Yeah. With Lesnar, I want to see him versus Lashley. Oh yeah, that, that yeah. Lesnar and Lashley should have been. Lesnar and Lashley was the thing that always should have happened. Yeah, it, it just like, still never can. did. Still, still can, can. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's going to. Yeah, because I don't see a full program with Reigns and Lesnar. No, I don't. I don't also see a full program with Goldberg and Lashley. Oh, I don't. What the hell is Goldberg? What the fuck is he doing? I don't know what he's doing. Like, why do you bring him in? He's like 50 years old. He doesn't move the needle anymore. He looks good for a 50-year-old, but he does not. Maybe he moved the needle for the older guys who, like, grew up with Goldberg and WCW. He doesn't really move the needle for new fans. Most people don't know who he is. Yeah. Like, I know who he is because just I'm into wrestling, but newer fans, not really. Yeah. No. Like, why would you want to see this 
random 50 year old guy versus Lashley when there's a guy waiting for him Big E mm-hmm. Big E Langston's waiting for him mm-hmm. they don't use Langston anymore which I'm mad about mm. he needs his full name yeah. but money in the bank right there he has the cash and Wayne big dude it works yeah Bobby Lashley and him are huge guys yep. and they're both both pretty entertaining in the ring yeah I agree, I um, agree. Lashley on the mic kind of sucks though yeah on the mic Lashley has MVP that's why he has he has the mouthpiece of MVP. Yeah. Because his voice doesn't match how menacing he looks. Right. So you need someone like MVP who can talk for him. Which Same is, thing with Lesnar. That's why you have Paul Heyman. Yep. Because Lesnar cannot talk. Nope. He doesn't know how to. Mm-mm. So you get mouthpieces for guys that have the look but don't have the promo skills. Yep. Yep. So I think yeah, Heyman and MVP are best GMs right now for their perspective. Clients, clients, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how this all rolls out. I'm excited for CM Punk and AEW. Darby Allen is Darby Allen's first match. I think the match I want to see in the AEW before anything happens is the Kenny Omega CM Punk. I want to one match. I want to see Christian Cage versus CM Punk. Oh, that one will be a good. One I like too. Christian. He's oh, probably my favorite. Dude, he is in AEW. And he's way bigger than I realized. He is, yeah, he's looking... And he's tall. Yeah. So, like, when you watch WWE, he didn't seem like he was, like, 6'3", no. 6'4". Six, six, he's a giant in AEW. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because the camera angles, but he looks like he's the tallest guy there. Yeah. He's undefeated, too. Undefeated, has the Impact... Impact Championship, I think? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're, they're, like, working together now, right? Um, yeah. And then he retired the TNA one. The old TNA one. Oh, dang. But that championship looks way better than the Impact one. <laughs> um, and then you're going to have Omega versus Christian Cage at yeah. um, All Out. Yep. So I think that's going to be a good match. And Christian Cage can still go. Yeah. I'm still mad. They never gave him a shot in WWE. Yeah, they always that. saw him as, like, edges, like, lower half. Yeah. Like, he's his friend, but we don't think he can be anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he had a little run with like when they, back then where they had this weird ECW, ECW, and then he had one run with the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, which that's it. When SmackDown was like the lame show. Yeah, and then he had after he lost it, it was the whole thing. He kept trying to win it back and never did because yeah, Jack Swagger was the championship champion back. It's like this weird era where there was 2010 like, 11 was a very weird era for WWE. It's like Booker T was like the top of the yeah. SmackDown. Bobby Lashley was around, but uh, Bobby Lashley was gone by that point. Oh, was he? He went to TNA. Oh, okay. So Lashley was in TNA till about like 2016, 2017, I think. And then he went back, back to WWE, WWE, which they for the first half of his return, they they didn't know what to do with him. No, but I feel like now now you have someone to put him with. Yep, yep. MVP. Lashley doesn't work with the high flyers. No, you can't have this big dude face high flyers. It just no. Wrestling, like, why is it doesn't work? They don't mix. Um, WrestleMania, I'm seeing this. Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, The Rock, Roman Reigns. They're going to have to come out with a crazy card because AEW now has CM Punk, and then you're getting Daniel Bryan. You're probably getting Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. And then you have Aleister Black, and you're probably getting Buddy Murphy. Oh, yeah. Buddy Murphy's been teased to come. And Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black are friends. Yeah. So I see him going over there, but it's gonna be hard because AEW can put out crazy cards now. Mm-hmm. Like you have your all elite guys, like the original founders of yep, all elite, yep, yep. and then you have all these former WWE guys that move the needle over there. Yep. And now they move them over 
even more here because they can be more of their character. Yep, yep. There's no longer like these restrictions on what you can be as a character in AEW. AEW is going to be this show, man. I feel like they, they got to... They I think it's going to be around for a long time. I don't think it will ever eclipse WWE because you're never going to eclipse the casual fans. No, no. I mean, we'll see. We'll, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> maybe five years down the line and it's a different story. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe WWE isn't even owned by the McMahons anymore. Could and be NBC. Could be NBC. <laughs> I don't know. Could be someone else. Jeez, man, we covered everything this this episode: wrestling, soccer, basketball. Yeah. Right. MMA. Uh, are you into MMA? Of course, man. Um, what do you think of Connor's rants? Have you seen his oh, Twitter? Gosh. I feel like Connor's been drinking some of his proper 12 lately. <laughs> he went from like super respectful man in the first Dustin Poirier fight. Not the first, the second, second one. one. And then he just went crazy the third one. I don't know what happened. I think he's Did dying. Dana White just tell him, hey, we need to make more money. Like You need to start yeah, saying same, the same. craziest stuff you can. And he is? He, he definitely is. He's responding to everything and anything on Twitter. Well, it, maybe it's not. Maybe it's someone else. Maybe I, it's, it's. I think it's Connor. Yeah, you think it's Connor? I don't think anyone has the guts to say the stuff that's posted on Twitter. I think he's done. I don't think he wins any. He hasn't won since Obama was president in that division. Yeah. I, I don't think, think I, he's ever going to win I, in that I, division. If if I'm Dana White, I would book Connor with some like Diaz. That's who I put. The, yeah, the uh, or something. It's a money like, fight. Yeah, put him like a McGregor's some, money. Yeah, give him give him Cerrone again, or bring back Diego Sanchez and have them fight. You know, I mean, the trilogy for Diaz makes the most sense for me. That makes sense because they're one and one. Yeah, so that will be a money. I don't want to see fight. Poirier and him again, or have him fight Masvidal. Like, yeah. yeah, there's like all these older fighters that we know they're on their way out, but they're still making money. They're still pay per view. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're never going to be championship. They're never going to win the championship. Nope. Most of all, never had a chance against Usman. Oh, I'm glad you got knocked the fuck out on that one. It was it was a joke. That it was beautiful. It was annoying to me that Usman even considered him as like a contender when you have a guy like Covington. Covington well, got knocked out by Usman, too. He got knocked out, but it was definitely close. Because yeah, yeah. the first Mazda fight, it wasn't even close. He was a guy foot stomped to yeah. death. Yep. So I didn't understand the second Mazda fight, and it wasn't surprising that he got knocked out. It was money. It was money because of Miami. Yep. Street Jesus, Miami, Florida. Got floored. Yeah, he got. It, he hit him with a parry and then just. It, yeah, because it, I, between those between cold. that round, they poured like a bunch of water. Yeah. In his head, and then there's a famous picture. Man, I want to get that. I want to get that painted in the painting. He gets knocked out and the water just yeah, splatters. Yeah. All, all of his sweat splatters. And then when he gets up, he doesn't know what happened. Yeah. He was out cold. Dude. He wakes up and he's like, it's over? It's like, yeah. yeah it's been you were lights out. It wasn't. There was no movement. I think he went for one more punch on the ground. And the ref was like, no, he's he's he gone. Let him there are no him. lights there anymore. <laughs> he should have let him punch him one more time. Masvidal is an entertainer. He's in it. Everyone in MMA or UFC now has to be an entertainer yeah. if you want Dana to like you. Well, look at Colby. Like he, Kobe he, is not the person you see in the media. Kobe is a 
very nice guy when he's not having to portray this character. Yeah, he's the he's, he's the if you the, the heel. Yeah, if you've yeah. seen his interview with one of his fans, he was he was talking and he's being hella nice. And yeah. the fan asked him, "Was like, why aren't you like this all the time?" He's like, "It doesn't sell. Like mm-hmm. me being just a nice guy doesn't sell." That's true. So he made this character. Hey, he's a he's an Oregon born fighter. He is? I, yeah, he he's from Corvallis or something. Oh, really? Like yeah, yeah. So he's from Oregon. He trains in the well, he trains in Florida, but he when he comes here, he trains in American Top Team, which is um, on like freaking ninety second. American Top Team is in Oregon. They have an American Top Team. Oh, really? Yeah, they have. I didn't like, know that. Yeah, yeah. So they he trains here like. Like there's pictures of him training with like Chael Sonnen. No, Chael Sonnen, um, the bad guy. The bad guy, the OG, the Mike, OG, the OG guy. heel. From, yeah. you know, and um, there's a couple of UFC fighters that come out here and, and train, of like literally like 92nd in Flavel or something. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So he trains there. One of my one of my friends who does murals here, he trains there, and uh, he sometimes shoots pictures with some like UFC fighters, and I'm like, damn, that's a, that's the gym to go to. Um, but that, I heard similar things like when he's training there like he's like helping out younger talents and, yeah i mean yeah. he's not the bad guy that yeah he looks like and when you see him tweet when you see him media wise there's two different people right just like i think connor there's two different people yeah like you saw the respectful connor i think that's the connor that's usually at home right like with his family yeah and then the Connor that's saying, "Hey, your wife's in my DMs." That's the that's the media Connor. Man. That's the. What Connor. did he say that when he was like in his freaking broken he, foot? Yeah, he was on his. <laughs> he was laying against the cage and he's screaming to Dustin, "Your wife was in my DMs," oh my in his gosh. his very Irish accent. <sighs> well, I, I see Connor. Connor will come back, but I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think UFC he's gonna win anything. Everyone's gonna everyone's gonna watch his pay per views because it sucks. But does he win anything? No. No. I don't if think they, he beats Masvidal. I don't think. Oh, well, if they make the fight title, like like the BMF, maybe he'll win something like that. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like Usman has that title now. Yeah. He stole that title. Yeah. When you knock out somebody that's the BMF, I think you become the BMF. Yeah. He should that. He should BMF title should have been put up in the line. Yeah, he should have just went home with two titles on his shoulders. Yeah, by that point, man. I don't, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Connor, you yeah, will we'll come back, but not championship material no more. His prime is done. Um, I don't know, man. I think I was watching. Um, I mean, watching this. What's the PLF? Uh, professional fighting league yeah yeah yeah. yeah. they have such a weird system it's like points ranked and then if you have enough points you qualify for the playoffs then you go through it's interesting man it's interesting i just don't understand it yet yeah i'm used to the normal ufc and bellator style yeah 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 plf is interesting i've been watching it lately and they got some good they they got some good fights there i'm still mad about rory mcdonald losing you know that guy um his, his brother um we went to school together oh really warner pacific and his brother um, was like uh, became like the number two wrestler in the Oregon uh, for that division in NIA or something like that. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and but he, um, I mean, I watched that fight because of because Cooper was in the fight and um, was against McDonald and McDonald couldn't do anything. He was out wrestled. It was it was not that fight. It was a fight against I think oh. it was a Brazilian fighter. Oh, before that? Yeah. Well, he lost both of his fights with PLF already. Yeah, it was the yeah. first one. 
the first one where it, everyone thought it was a robbery. Oh, not the second one. gotcha. It was yeah, a robbery yeah. one. And yeah. I was like watching. I was like, I don't know how Rory lost this one. Just, yeah, more punches, punches landed. It didn't make sense. Yeah, I did notice that because I I watched the 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 last Rory fight. Obviously, he lost. And that yeah, was I a good didn't call. see the second one. But but before those fights, there was other fights that I that went to the loser. Mm-hmm. There's the it didn't make sense to me either. Apparently, it was about placement in the playoffs. Apparently, the PFL wanted Rory to be placed differently because I think if he had won, he had had been placed with a really 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 good wrestler, and that wouldn't have made them as much money because Rory is mostly a striker, striker most of the time. Yeah. Well, he got placed with a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, somehow still, still not what you want. Not what you want. Yeah, uh, poor business decision there. I think if I, if I were PLF, I would have just kept Rory out of that tournament and just have him do like super fights. Yeah, you know, like and, you know, I mean, UFC the, guy, well, Bellator guy too. Yeah, Anthony Pettis, who's also in PLF, has been losing his fights as Anthony well. Anthony Pettis, there's a reason he's losing. He's at the tail end of his career yeah he's no longer that guy yeah but when he was that guy he, he was, was when he was he the guy was he was the, the guy. guy yeah he was gangster man he i loved watching his fights and that's how i feel about romero the romero yeah when he was the guy no he, one wanted no. to face that man no yeah. everyone's like yo romero the soldier of god Ain't, nope <laughs> yoked <laughs> like Huge dude, a hundred percent. There's steroids in him. It's Nick Soldier of God. And you're like, nope, no. And he was like doing backflips. Oh my god, he's like, still moving like he's like twenty. Yeah, no, I no, do not want to face that man. He he's had good interviews with uh, Joe Rogan. They're uh, funny. They're hilarious. He speaks very broken English. Yeah, but he's translator. Uh, what's his what's his name? Um, he's not even his translator. He's like. Uh, also, like a very frequent um, guest at the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, what's his freaking name? Uh, jo- uh, Diaz. Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz. I yeah. love Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz. He says he says very offensive stuff sometimes, but he's, he's really funny. He, there's a reason why he hasn't been the guest because yeah. of the Spotify deal that uh, Rogan got. Yeah, because he can't have Joey Diaz on there. <laughs> he's definitely gonna get you canceled. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he has his own podcast too, and uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, that interview with Romero and Diaz in, in in Rogan. I think it was like four years ago. It's a it's a freaking must listen. It's they talk about I I can't, I can't I, he, he talks about his training. Joe Romero talks about his training about how. You know they train on this dungeon and like this like it's like you no know, like they they're like the U the Cuba wrestling club and uh, you know uh, Joe Rogan asks them like Man, what did they give you to drink like you they have, they have, Cuba has to have something that they give you and he's like oh you know, we don't drink Gatorade we just drink water with sugar that's all he drinks that's interesting he's like yeah in order for us to kind of power up and recover we just grab water. Put put some couple cups of cups of sugar in there, shake it up like a protein shake, and drink it. It wouldn't surprise me. And I was in Joe Rosen like, are you sure it's sugar? Well, I think no matter what like Romero eats, he's still gonna be just crazy yoked. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just built like that. Yeah, no, there's just genetics. Like, have you seen his shoulders? It's crazy. Like, you know, it's, it's genetics. Big. 
it's genetics. There's no, there's no question about it. It's genetics and and he, to be 42 and still, still moving look like, that, like that and moving like that. Yeah, there's one thing looking like that. The other thing is freaking the way he moves. The way he moves, he moves like a 20 year old. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's the he's the Cristiano Ronaldo of MMA. Yeah, I'm still mad they didn't like the Whitaker, the second Whitaker fight. He won. I agree. And I agree. they didn't. It's because Whitaker is 26 at the time. It's business, man. Do you want 42-year-old Romero or do you want 26-year-old Whitaker? Whitaker. Business Boom. decision. Boom, Whitaker. Yeah. Everyone who watches the fight yeah. says both ones were Romero. Whitaker. I would the, trust the one fight I hated was Adesanya versus Romero. Oh, that was like a very weird fight. They didn't even fight. They, was like, they were being super careful. They could have put me and you in there. <laughs> it would have been the same thing. They didn't even hit each other. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah. And by Israel, Whitaker fight, that one, with the, I mean, the only one they had in, like, New Zealand or Australia. Yeah. Adesanya knocked them out. Lights, lights. But they're, gonna, they're bound to fight. Adesanya is a good fighter. I don't like him, his personality for MMA. He's very cocky. Yeah. Like, I get you're good, but you can be a little bit more humble. He's an interesting guy. He's an interesting guy, but. I like him. I, I. I, I like him as a fighter. I never really paid attention to his cockiness, but I mean, he got he he lost against Jan Bohovich, um, which that's Adesanya's fault for coming in not at the right weight. He came in at uh, the lowest level he could. What was like two? It was like one ninety eight or something? Uh, no, I think they're it's light heavyweight, so I think they were fighting at like two ten, something. Like but that. he was like no. They say that Jan was like he was like he came in like thirty pounds. He over two four. Yeah, he wasn't was, over the weight limit. No. He was just... Yeah, Jack came in weighing in that fight night, 240. Yeah. And then Alessandro was 210. Yeah, that's why, like, there was no chance. It's a 30 You're pound. fighting a bigger dude who's used to fighting this, and you come in 30 pounds lighter than him. You're for screwed. A, for a dude that can wrestle. You're screwed. You're screwed. And he can just lay on you. And which that's he what did. he did. <laughs> he won did. easily. It wasn't even close. No, no. I, I, I bought that pay-per-view. I was mad about the pay-per-view. And man. you can't come in... Uh, like Adesanya and think your power will carry over. No. You're not knocking out a dude that's normally at light heavyweight when you're... What's his normal weight class? Oh, uh, Adesanya? Yeah. 185? What's 185? Middleweight. Middleweight. When your normal weight class is middleweight and you're coming to light heavyweight? No. And you're expecting your power to carry nope. over? Nope. It's not going to happen. Well, the only the only fighter that barely kind of made it work... I feel like Jones. Jones. Whoa, whoa, Jones we're about to see because he's going to heavyweight. Well, didn't he win the heavyweight from DC? No, it was the light heavyweight. Oh, okay. So that's still, it still has to be proven. Oh, okay. But Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, yeah. He was a middleweight, went up to light heavyweight, oh. was knocking out two fivers. Is he kind of considered the GOAT? Is, I think is so. Silva the GOAT? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who? Jones, maybe? There's been talks about Jones, but I can't put that man in that conversation. No, I think I, I mean, he, he talk- tested so many times for peds. Oh, okay, yeah, you bring peds, up, yeah. and then I this is personal life stuff. Yeah, like drunk or, driving, yeah, killed and, someone. Don't, don't, oh, yeah, did not know that. Yeah, no, I just okay. Jones so- is off, off like when he's not fighting is bad, and then Jones's fighting record is good, but every time he pops for peds. Well, then, you can, okay, so we take Jones out of the equation. You bring Silva. So, uh, St. Pierre. GSP. Here's in there. Khabib is, Khabib. has, has yeah. been in the conversation. Well, he Khabib keeps saying that he should be the GOAT. Um, 
But he, well, for that division, he might not even be considered to go because you have Aldo. Yeah. Well, no, he, Aldo's the one. I feel Aldo's the one forty-five go. Because Khabib is one fifty-five. Yeah. I feel like when you talk about go, you really break it down by weight class. There, I can't. I, I, you I, can't I, go go. I can't of, say everything. of everything, right? Like yeah. when you talk about middleweight go, I say Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Walter Weight go, I would say George St. Pierre. Kamar Usman is. If he wins three more fights, maybe. But you look at the competition. You look at like the different fighters they yeah, fought. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I feel like Jorginho Pierre, in my opinion, is the welterweight go for now. For now, uh, you look like featherweight Jose Aldo. No question about it. Even if he got knocked out by Conor McGregor in six seconds, he's still. So we go. He, he's, he's still, still fighting. fighting. And he's his fighting. last fight, he looked really good. He's fighting in one thirty-five right now. Yeah, his last fight, he looked good. Yeah. Like. He was throwing hands. He had counters. But, but I feel like if we want to talk about GOAT, 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 like the greatest of all time, Amanda Nunez. Man, I mean, there's Amanda hasn't even been close with anyone. These have been killing fighters. I think if we're No talking, one wants to fight her. I feel like if we're talking about GOAT, people are saying, oh, Anderson Silva, John Jones, Demetrius Johnson. Mighty Mouse. <laughs> Mighty Mouse. No, I'm saying Amanda Nunez is the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, I mean, I none of her like, fights have been close lately. No. No, at all. At all. They come in first round and it's like, oh, bye, Amanda. Man, thanks for he, coming. When she fought Ronda Rousey, I knew it was, it was, destined. Well, the thing with Ronda Rousey, I think she was like, at the beginning of like when women's fighting was starting to get good. I don't think she was as good as she thought she was. Uh. Uh-uh. No. I think it was just Starmbar. She all she had was judo and armbar. I think it was just the luck of coming in at a time where women's fighting wasn't at the top level. Well, she was the top person right so like anybody like like if i'm a boxer of let's say i'm a mma fighter and they, at the time they tell me you're gonna fight ronda rousey there's a lot of pressure on me as a competitor to fight ronda rousey yeah and i i think that would take over me and obviously ronda rousey knew that i just think it's something like those eras like when you compare basketball you compare like will chamberlain's era to now yeah it's like now era is definitely way better than that era Right. So now women's fighting is definitely way better than when Roundy Rousey was killing people. Right. Right. So. I agree. I agree. I agree. Now, Amanda Nunez for me is the top fighter. Oh. And I feel like she could beat some guys up. For, no. Yeah. 100%. Like if they did, if they ever did, which I, <laughs> I don't know how we'll feel about this, but if they ever say, yeah, Amanda Nunez, go fight a 145 male, she will knock some fools out. Yeah, she would. She will knock some fools out, and uh, <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> she will knock Conor McGregor out. Oh, she's a better boxer than Conor McGregor. Uh, I don't know I, what to say. I don't watch too many Amanda News in this fight. You gotta but go. I know home. she's a she's one of she's the goat of the women. Well, there's not there's not a lot of watch because most of her fights are like in the first round. First round, yeah, yeah. So there's not a lot of watch. You get out there, you're like, hey, I'm fighting, and then you're like, oh, I'm dead. Man, you need to watch the fight with. with the one that was super hyped up was the Chris Cyborg fight with the man. Oh, I saw that one. Chris Cyborg got killed. First round, probably like, they like were a minute saying, in. They were saying like if there's someone that can be Amanda Nunez, will be Chris Cyborg. It wasn't close. She got rocked. I think against the cage and then finished. Oh, she got... It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I remember it. I mean, it, I don't know if that was worse. And than then me. Cyborg retired after that. No, she went to Bellator. She's oh, Bellator she went right to Bellator? Yeah. Oh. Well, she's now dominating Bellator. Of course she is. But um, she's 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 in Bellator right now, dominating over there. But um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a couple PLF female fighters. 
that are looking really good that I can see maybe giving Amanda Nunez the money for their shot. But then that's what we said about Chris Cyborg. That's what we said about Holly Holm. So we said about Ronda Rousey. Basically, every fighter that Amanda Nunez has fought, there's always been this like debate of like this could be the person they can, that but then they're and they not. get knocked. Like, yeah. They get knocked. I mean, like the latest fight that Amanda Nunez had was like with this net lady from Netherlands, like Jermaine. Wait, I don't think they even fought. I think they she she ended up pulling out. But the, if I were the fight, I would want to watch in in the division. It would be Amanda Nunez against Valentina Shevchenko. They fought twice. They've gone to decision both times. Who won? Amanda Nunez. Okay. By like one, like it was like one round. It was like I think the first Ooh. one was a split decision. So would uh like would the score be fifty forty eight or something? Yeah, it's like fifty forty eight, fifty forty uh, forty nine, forty seven. Yeah. Okay. Um. So if there's a fight that would that I would want to see that can maybe say you know Amanda Nunez could have a challenge would be against Valentina Shevchenko. Valentina Shevchenko is a champion at 125. They both killed the division. Yeah, Amanda Nunez is a champion at 135 and 145. So Valentina is like, oh yeah, I'll fight Nunez if she comes into 125. And Nunez is like, I'm not going down to 125. That's, that's a hard reach for Nunez. No, I don't think she will. Nunez is a bigger person. There's no there's no reason why she would want to go down there. Yeah. She's already beaten Valentina Shevchenko at 145 twice. So I, right now, it's like, I, think it's like, I think fight at 135. See what happens. That would be closest. But going from 145 to 125 is a hard cut. No. I don't, and there's there's no reason why she would, she, she should do that. Uh, we've been here, man, for a freaking, oh, my God, an hour and 13 <laughs> It's been a while. It's been a while, man. No, before we close, man, I, I appreciate you coming down and, and talking sports. We got to do this frequently because I feel like sports changes all the time. And we talked soccer, basketball, MMA, wrestling. wrestling. I was not expecting talking to wrestling about I know, you. I know a lot about sports. Man, I, 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 my friends think I'm – I have one good friend that watches wrestling and – we, uh, her name is Yesenia, and then um, we go watch wrestling, and we take our partners with us, and our partners are the ones who are just like sitting there. Yeah, they don't; they're not even interested. Yeah, in wrestling. we're over here like, yeah, yeah marking yeah. out six one nine. Yeah. Oh my God, gold dust is out, you know. Um, um, but with the CM Punk came out, man, like, man, that that he's I can't tell you, man. He Triple H is up there too. I know you don't like Triple H. CM Punk is one of my favorite all-time wrestlers of all time. For WWE, CM Punk was one of the guys that got me like mm-hmm. in, interested again when he yeah. when he first dropped his pipe bomb. Ooh. I was like, it was at that point where I'm like, Cena's getting annoying. I'm not I'm not a big fan of Cena anymore. Yeah. And CM Punk comes down, sits on like the stage. Yep. They cut his mic off. Cut his mic off. I think that was planned anyways. Yeah. But everything you said rang true. Yep. And it still does. And what I told yeah, what I what I what I really resonated from that was that, you know, you look at wrestlers and you look like they're all like big guys muscular. yeah they're all guys that look like lashley and lesnar and cena hogan yeah hogan right big muscle guys yeah and you look at cm punk he's not a big like he's a big dude but he's not big muscle if you saw him on the street you wouldn't think anything of him no you'd be like oh it's another six two dude exactly it wouldn't be anything different and i think i think his for me was like um I shared the story. I feel like when I saw his, his promos and then it really made me believe, right? Like, because I'm going to take it deeper. 
CM Punk is like the complete opposite of what a wrestler should look like, in my opinion. I mean, he has the height, but he does not have the physique. He doesn't have anything else. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Right? He has the microphone skills. Cool. But when you look at, like, for me, I was getting into politics, and I looked at, like, who's in politics? Right? It's usually white men. Rich. Rich white men, or sometimes rich white women. Yeah. But white men still overpower white women in politics. And when I saw those things, it really made me believe it was like, well, if CM Punk, I know this is could be scripted. Maybe he, some of the stuff he's saying is not fully scripted, but his that 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 momentum he had, and people believing in him, and him kind of sending sending this unofficial message of like, hey, I'm here, I'm the man. I don't look like the, the other guys, but I'm still gonna dominate. I'm still gonna be the best. Out I'm still gonna here. be That's the why best. That's why the best in the yeah, world. Yeah, exactly, back. exactly. And for me, like I, I, I looked at that. I was like, I took, I kind of like took that example and ran with it. I was like, I'm not a white rich man. I'm not rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at all, uh, I am a brown middle income dude that hangs out here in the hood and. If if, if, this, if a person like a CM Punk can make it to the top like that, I can do it too. I have a chance too. I have a chance too. So who made me? I want to meet this guy in person. I remember I was so mad, man, because there was a Comic Con. Right oh before. yeah, he goes to Comic. Yeah, that's right? the thing. He's yeah. he's a straight edge guy, mm-hmm. and he's a comic book fan. Yeah, like, th- not not anything that you expect from wrestler. Wrestlers usually drink and party all the time, right? And don't like comics or video games or anything of that sort. Right. And then there's CM Punk, Comic-Con guy, and Straight Edge. Yeah. So one of the things is, like, when he came here right before he left WWE, he was, like, because he, he writes comics. And he was at the Comic-Con here in the convention center and signing autographs, and I really wanted to go, and I couldn't go. And then a week later, he says he leaves WWE uh, and never heard from him again. But if I ever have a chance of meeting this guy, I would do anything to meet that guy because... He's, I mean, he's a pretty... AEW might come to Portland. Maybe. There's a chance. There is a chance. There is a chance. I don't remember the last time uh, wrestling was at the Moda Center. It's been a long time. There's a chance that that happens. And usually they have meet and greets. AEW does. Yeah. They actually do meet and greets, unlike WWE. Like, WWE doesn't, but not as frequently as AEW. AEW, whenever you have a big show, you have, like, a pre-Q&A, and then you also have after stuff, too. So there's a chance. Well, I'm gonna let you know so we can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, thank you, man, for coming out and and, and speaking to us and well, speaking to me. Uh, and is, is there anything else you'd like to, to share with the with the listeners? Not right now. I've kind of exhausted all the things I want to <laughs> talk about right now. I think we 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 push it to the limit. So, Johnny, thank you. Oh, go ahead. We could be here forever if we, we kept talking. Well, we could be. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of my longer podcasts, so this will be good stuff. So thank you, Johnny, for, for joining in, man, and hopefully we catch you again here soon. And the world of sports always changes, so there's always something to talk about. Or other things or, if we want to. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a sneak peek, man. What other things you want to talk about? Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> all right, Johnny. Well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate you coming out. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll see you all next time.